Welcome back to Glitchcast, episode number 20. I'm Austin Linsmeyer, that's Andy Lavelle, back yet again. If you haven't heard about Glitchcast before, this is your first episode. We are the founders of GlitchUp.com. Movies, TV news, sometimes video games. Video games, much more of the website, uh, less of the podcast. Um, you can go to GlitchUp.com, read articles, posts that we have up. Uh, listen to this each week. We're putting out a new episode, although it's been a little bit laggy past couple weeks. Had some We've trouble, been slacking. but uh, but yeah. luckily, we got a two-hander in movie reviews this week. We got Annihilation and Game Night, two movies that came out a couple weeks ago. Um, hasn't been that great the past couple weeks. Wrinkle in Time came out, is getting wrecked by stuff. I think the yeah. week before Red Sparrow came out, not getting good reviews. So, uh, so we got the yeah. two probably more critically acclaimed movies to come out in the past month or so. And that being said, you you've been challenging us. You've been saying we got to see some of these movies that are getting crapped on, and yeah, it just lined up that we just didn't we picked the two good ones. Yeah, I guess. yeah. God bless. So let's jump right into movie news, right off the bat. Denis Villeneuve, who has been said to be the projected director of the Dune movies, reboot, remake, I don't even know what you would call it, uh, is planning at least two Dune films, which I think is the consensus that is, like, what that's what it would need, because I guess it's a pretty large story or large... Uh, what was book, the original whatever? media that this was? <laughs> I think it was a book. I think it was a book. Um, and then I think it turned into a movie, and then, like, a failed movie as well. Yep, there we go. Reboot. Uh, yeah, science fiction no- novel, 1965. Yes. I I know David Lynch did one a long time ago that got some critical acclaim. But, yeah, I never saw this. Uh, but we love our Denis Villeneuve. So, excited about this. Yeah, I'm pumped. Um, I don't really know much more about it. Sort there of are some else. rabid fans of the Dune, like series so i mean it's probably a good story that that's fresh for a reboot or a remake or whatever you want to call this and before i get too far ahead i'm i'm really sick i'm powering through it here so if i sound like a coarse frog this episode that's why um do there's a there's a pretty famous documentary called uh jodorowsky's dune or something something like that this this filmmaker named something jodorowsky um Mm -hmm. He was supposed to make a Dune movie, and then like it experienced like all this trouble, uh, and it was unfortunately it wasn't made. But it's like ninety eight percent of Rotten Tomatoes for this for this uh, oh, wow. documentary, eight point one on IMDb. Um, it was just basically how he would have adapted it, and it never came to be. So uh, hmm. so it's interesting. It'll it'll be interesting to see if like this actually happens. Um, next up, uh, the Oscars were last week. Michael Shannon who was in the Best Picture winning Shape of Water as the villain. He wasn't nominated for anything, but uh, he was in the movie. He watched the Oscars on mute at a Chicago bar, at a bar in Chicago, just sitting there. There's a picture of him just looking like typical crazy Michael Shannon at the bar, this small TV, not even, not even subtitles or anything, just... Yeah, I saw this making the rounds on Reddit, and I was like... This guy's just karma whoring. That's definitely not Michael Shannon. And then it really picked up, and it, it definitely was him just hanging out at a local Chicago bar, which I think is where he's from, and just watching him, watching his picture win Best Picture and Best Director, just on mute drinking beer. I love it. He just seems he just seems like an awesome dude. He does. Have you ever seen the uh, 
the funnier die video that he did like maybe four, yes. five years ago where he's <laughs> yes. reading the sorority president's letter or whatever that is one yeah. of like the funniest most intense things i've ever watched in my life I've loved him since I saw him in, as Agent Van Alden in Boardwalk Empire. Mm. Long time ago, he started out as like a self-hating, crazy detective mm. in Boardwalk. And every role he takes, I'm just like, God, you were great. Just a weird dude who can act like crazy. Guess, guess what movie from the – what Bill Murray movie from the 80s he was in? You might know this. Groundhog Day? He was, yeah. He was the, really? Yeah, he's like the – the dude at the the dance or something or whatever it was that was oh like going gosh. to like the WWE or the wrestling match or something. Um, and now I have a reason to rewatch. There you go. Yeah. Um, all right. Next up, a quiet place is a horror movie directed by John Krasinski, who played Jim in The Office, uh, starring him and his real life wife Emily Blunt. It just premiered at South by Southwest, and uh, it did pretty well. Response is very positive coming out of there. I saw one headline. It was like, uh, John Krasinski is being hailed as a uh, a master horror director now. It's like, okay. It's yeah, I think be, I but... saw a tweet that you liked that someone said, who would have thought Jim from The Office could direct an all-time horror yeah. great, like instant classic, which the trailer's like awesome. Mm-hmm. If this is getting buzz, like I'm really pumped for this. I, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. I'm a little worried for you because you hate jump scares, and it feels like this might I rely do. on jump scares because it's a, like a lack of sound. So, however, it's got creatures. So, so and you know I love creatures. So, so it's gonna be a good your balance. Favorite and your least favorite. I'll bet uh, one of my longtime best friends, Luke from Orion Pictures, uh, VP of Marketing over there. I'll bet he's seen it. I'm gonna ask him what he thinks and maybe get an inside scoop. Hell yeah, do it. Uh, yeah, I'm pumped for this. We're about a month away, less than a month away. April 6th nice. is when this comes out. So uh, we will have a review for this, 100%. Oh, oh, yeah. uh, Avengers Infinity War was originally supposed to premiere on May 4th, and Disney moved it up a week. So it's April 27th now. Dwayne Johnson's Rampage movie has gotten scared away, as the headline put it. Uh, back another two weeks to Friday the 13th um, of April. Because it doesn't want to compete, and apparently it thinks that having uh, that two-week buffer will allow it to make as much money as possible. Because um, it definitely, I would imagine, probably similar fan bases would be going to oh, yeah. these movies outside of like. Well, I saw somebody uh, posted. Well, damn, I was going to go see this on 420. That was going to be the only reason I was going <laughs> to see it. I guess now I have to see it on Friday the 13th. Another weird kind of holiday, but I mean, this is the right move. They're, they'd get destroyed yeah, if they didn't yeah. do it. I, it's interesting that uh, that Disney moved Infinity War, because I feel like no matter where Infinity War is going to be, it's going to make a billion dollars. Right. Or maybe right. like $1.5 billion. Who knows? I guess, I mean, I think, is it the week after? No, it isn't the week after. Nothing comes out the week after Infinity War originally, when it was supposed to originally come out. But then I think Deadpool was two weeks after, then Solo was three weeks after. I, I still I just like don't really know if it really w- makes that much of a difference. Do you think it was just a Twitter publicity stunt for what? I, like they know they can put it wherever. Yeah. Why not build a little buzz? Like, True. Because didn't Robert RDJ was like, "Hey, I want to see this sooner," and they're like, "You got it." And he's like, "Me or just like everybody?" And they're like, "Sure, everybody. We we're moving yeah. it." I mean, that was obviously planned. <laughs> Do you think that was the reason? Just a little bit of Twitter buzz? I didn't think about that, but that it could be. Because there hasn't really been... The one trailer came out, um, nothing else has really come out. And obviously, like people know it's coming out. They're hyped for it, but 
Um, maybe if they really want to stretch out to like the people that have seen just like a few Marvel movies, um, yeah. might be interested in seeing this to see just sort of how everything came to be uh, or rounded out. They did also just have like an Entertainment Weekly spread where they had like exclusive images from the from the movie release this last week. So I think you could be right. They could just be trying to Build drum up high. a little bit more uh, buzz around it. Yeah. Probably a good call. Yeah. Um, Dread, the reboot of Judge Dread, uh, a movie from the 80s, came out about 10 years ago now, I think. Um, Carl Urban played him. Alex Garland, who's the director of Ex Machina and Annihilation, which we will be reviewing later, apparently was directed by him. And he hadn't directed anything before that. This is what Carl Urban said in an interview he had this past week. Um, they were talking about Dread wanting it to wanting to get a sequel to it because um, it's like kind of like a cult hit. It's pretty entertaining, yeah. pretty good good movie. Um, but I don't think it made a lot of money. The fan base just wants it. And Carl Urban did an interview and said Alex Garden actually directed it. Um, apparently, the 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 named director uh, was locked out was prohibited from participating in the editing process, apparently, hmm. because of creative differences, I guess. Must have been some pretty combative differences. Um, and so Alex Garland, I guess, took over and just completely edited the entire the entire thing. Maybe helped out during the actual shoot. Um, it sounds like he tro- really tried to get a co-director credit, but uh, somehow they eventually just decided on releasing a public statement saying, oh, we had, we had said we were going to sort of collaborate on this. Uh, this came out in 2012, so oh, there we go. only six years ago. And then, yeah, the original. Did you ever see the original with Sylvester Stallone? I have not, no. It's actually, might be my childhood nostalgia talking, but I remember loving it. Uh, but I really liked uh, the, the Kyle, or Carl Urban j- dread, and that makes sense that, I mean, it does kind of fit his visual directing yeah, style. And yeah. Probably was his big break, so thank God, yeah. because that got him uh, hopefully to where he is today. He, he actually wrote uh, 28 Days Later, Sunshine, mm. and... Uh, wow. Something else. Never let me go. Um, yeah. Please keep cranking out awesome sci-fi yeah. stories. Um, next up, Charlton Copley, who uh, was in District Nine, the A Team. The A Team. Um, uh, he's going to be in Get the Gringo or whatever. Oh yeah, Gringo. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's going to play the, the Unabomber in a fu- upcoming film called Ted K. Ted Kaczynski. I don't know much about the Unabomber to be honest. Uh, I don't like as like a person. I know what happened. I don't know as right. a person. Charlotte Copley is generally like kind of like a wacky actor. And yeah. so I don't know if this really fits with it or if he's just like trying to go more serious or what. So I Googled, I, I know a little of the story, but I Googled Ted Kaczynski and I can totally see him playing it. Uh, this will, yeah, this will be his really like first really serious role. So it'll be interesting to see his take on Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber. There was apparently uh I think it was an A and E show uh, that came that was out earlier this year or late last year, starring uh, Sam Worthington and Paul Bettany, and it was a oh. it was the uni, it was called Manhunt colon Unabomber, and apparently wow. it was really good. Paul Bettany was playing Ted Kaczynski, and hmm. Sam Worthington was like the FBI agent or something trying to hunt him down. But apparently it was really good, which is wild to hear about. Or no, it was on Discovery, which is a weird. Oh, thing. What the hell? yeah, um, but. It's on Netflix, so I think I might, I might give it might give it a shot at some point. Um, yeah, me too. I don't really trust Sam Worthington. Uh, no. Speaking of Sam Worthington, um, Terminator reboot. Uh, Sam Worthington was in another Terminator reboot and Annihilation. Was, yeah, uh, Salvation. Salvation. Yeah, uh, that wasn't very good. But 
James Cameron has the rights back to the Terminator. Uh, what's that dude's name? Tim Miller, uh, who directed Deadpool, is on board to direct the reboot. Um, James Cameron producing. Mackenzie Davis, who has been in the San Junipero episode of Black Mirror. She was in Blade Runner 2049 last year. Uh, she was on the TV show Halt and Catch Fire. A bunch of other random stuff. Uh, is going to be the star in the reboot. We, the, when we first started the podcast, like, for some reason, like, each week there was, like, a new Terminator uh-huh. story, and thankfully <laughs> we haven't had much the past couple months. I, like, I'm fine with this. I like her a lot, but I, again, I just don't know if I'm that interested in another Terminator movie. I didn't, I mean, did you see the last one with, uh, yeah, it was, Daenerys? it was so bad. Yeah. And that's, that doesn't fill either of us with any inspiration. Love Mackenzie Davis. So first casting news is good so mm. let's keep it going they, they i think the news before was they casted linda, ha- linda hamilton back oh yeah, um, yeah so she does not look great these no. days so we'll, we'll see yeah, i don't know how that's gonna work uh next up wonder woman one of the biggest movies of last year groundbreaking in the superhero genre has a sequel ready to go it's probably gonna come out in a couple years patty jenkins is back to direct they have found their villain who is gonna be cheetah I don't know anything about the Cheetah character. Cheetah, um, meow. But playing Cheetah is Kristen Wiig of SNL fame, Bridesmaids fame. Ghostbusters fame. Ghost, yeah, okay. Um, I don't have a problem with this. I think Kristen Wiig is a really good actress, actually. Like, some oh, of her yeah. like, serious stuff she's done really well in. And if we're assuming the tone is going to be similar in these DC movies that they've been trying to do, but it's going to be, like, a little bit better because Patty Jenkins is not freaking Zack Snyder or something. Um, I'm fine with that because I think Kristen Wiig would be able to balance whatever type of comedic stuff might be needed or more, like, outlandish traits to, like, a superhero villain, which are outlandish just automatically. Right. um, Is fine. And pull off just being sort of actually villainous. So... I'm, I googled Kristen Wiig Wonder Woman and just found <laughs> <laughs> I just slacked you a, a fan mock-up of what she'd look like. Just Google like Kristen Wiig Wonder Woman and just see all like of her picture next to Cheetah. This could either be really bad or I don't know how they're gonna make this well, I, re- like good. I read in I read in some some uh, some comment section somewhere. That apparently Cheetah has a couple different iterations. So Cheetah, okay. like this picture you sent me, is covered in spots and stuff, like an actual Cheetah. But apparently there's other ones where, like, it's not an actual Cheetah person <laughs> hybrid. It's just, like, I guess that's the name and that might be, like, a power that they have or whatever. Um, so I'm, I'd be hoping that they don't do the, like, the face paint or... And let us say, we don't claim to be a good source for comic book news all. and source material. I don't even know this cheetah's powers. I'm guessing she's fast. <laughs> I, yeah, she could maybe blend into a jungle. Yeah. Uh, that could be a good power. Yeah, I could blend into the jungle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you never know. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it says she's a major adversary, so at least they're getting a... Uh, um, man, I really just want to know... Powers and abilities. Here we go. Superhuman speed, reaction time, strength, and durability to an unknown degree. Her sense of smell has also been enhanced, and she's able to see in the dark. I mean, not bad. Yeah, all right. I don't know. I guess we'll see. Wonder Woman has met her match. <laughs> um, then last bit of movie news this week. Uh, so, as you may know, Disney is in the process of acquiring Fox and all its sort of movie subsidiaries. So Fox Searchlight, 20th Century Fox, uh, Fox Television. 
um, except for Fox News and sports. Um, Disney CEO Bob Iger has said that he has no plans to change Fox Searchlight in particular after the acquisition. Fox Searchlight has been really successful in turning out like critically acclaimed indie movies and mid-budget movies uh, that generally go on to um, award season fair. And a lot of people seem to be worried about Disney messing up the whole Fox formula, like 20th Century yeah. Fox movies, like how there's R-rated Marvel movies and they think that uh, once they shift over to Disney, they won't allow that, or um, they'll just be switching up like all these things to make it very family friendly, like the MCU is and Disney has done with Star Wars and whatever. But I think that's ridiculous because Disney owned uh, what do they own? Miramax. They owned Roadhouse Pictures and Attractions. They've owned a bunch of other stuff that put out R-rated movies and like very adult-oriented stuff. Yeah. They don't have to change it. This this is a business move. They made this move for a reason, not just to get your Marvel characters to like make them PG thirteen movies. Yeah, just because Disney buys your company doesn't mean they'll be making like Minnie Mouse yeah. movies now. Like they are a business. Yeah. They are they are there to exploit children's uh, emotions <laughs> and make them happy and turn that into money. At the end of the day, it's like the, Disney has this much money to buy Fox. Because they make good business decisions. A bad right. business decision would be buying this and then changing the entire formula that is working. Right. So yeah. I think it's just such a ridiculous thing. I mean, like, yeah, sure, the X-Men might cross over and become more family-oriented into, like, the MCU or something. But that makes sense. It's not like the X-Men have been... People want that. Yeah, typically, yeah, like, they, R-rated. They, they, like, they're they not going to take Deadpool and that. make Deadpool a PG-13 character. Yeah, yeah. It's absurd stuff. So that's it for movie news. Some TV news this week. Black Mirror has been renewed for season five at Netflix. I don't think that's shocking to anyone. Um, no. I was very excited when I saw I, – I learned of this on Twitter on Monday, last Monday. Um, Black Mirror, the account, tweeted out, like, a little short, like, 20-second video of, like, a bunch of screens showing, like, e- different scenes of, like, each episode. Um, and then, like, whatever, just doing, like, the typical, like, Black Mirror buzz-out thing. And then it was, like, yeah. be right back was the caption. And I was, like, oh, First off, Ooh. be right back. Just a nice little callback to like one of the best episode episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, two, I was like, "Holy shit, are they gonna release like some new episodes in like a month? Just drop it oh, on us or something?" Oh, that'd be so awesome! And give uh, us the Cloverfield Paradise yeah. once again. Um, and I don't think that's that's not what's happening. It was just to sort of say we're coming back. We'll be back. Yeah. Um, they, the, the episodes have such a high production value. It'd be tough to. I mean, we have any rumblings that that season five has been happening. Mm-hmm. So, like we did with God Particle yeah. or Cloverfield Paradox. So. There's, yeah. There were people that were like, oh, you know what this means? Uh, there's going to be 13 episodes in season five. I was like, no, there that would not be it. What, what are you talking about? Why did about? they think that? Because I think there was like 13 screens or something. And oh, I was like, okay. that doesn't make sense. That's a yeah, lot. Probably six. Probably yeah, six. Yeah. Um, another Netflix show, new show. Norm MacDonald is going to get his own Netflix talk show. Joel McHale just got a talk show. Um which I've heard is pretty much just the soup. It's pretty, yeah. It so is, people are it is legitimately the that. soup. Um, and so I, this sounds like this is going to be like his Norm Macdonald live show, uh, which I'm assuming is a web series or something. Um, and it sounds like it's they're bringing on like his co-host. He's going to be a part of it. Pretty straightforward. I I'm just more interested in the fact that they're moving into like this talk show territory. They had like Chelsea Handler talk show that I don't think is going anymore. But yeah, um, it's interesting that they're doing this because i think talk shows are kind of hard to do when it's something that's on netflix because people aren't going like talk show is easy on cable because right. you're sitting around because people and you're just like, have it on yeah you're like you finish the watching the news at 10 
and then Jimmy Fallon comes on your screen, and you're like, oh, okay, this makes sense. And it's it's an immediate watch. Like, you're not going to come back and watch, like, whatever. You're not going to come back and watch a Leonardo DiCaprio interview that was going on during Oscar season three months but later. maybe you will. I mean, I guess, it's yeah. never been tested. I um, <laughs> yeah, I love Norm. Um, this, will be, this will be interesting to see if something like this works. Um, David Letterman recently has his talk show. I know that's more like longer subjects mm-hmm. and not just interviewing celebrities. Um, but yeah, this, this is an interesting move. I think the only other place where I really want to see them go as soon as possible is sports. Get oh, yeah. Netflix in a live sports game, and I think the world will be happy. I'm not. I just. I don't know if they'll ever do that. It doesn't seem like that's their 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 thing or they're interested in it. I think Amazon I, I, I think is they the will. more likely one. I think they will. I think they will right. very soon. We'll see. Within a year, they're going to make sports moves. Lock right. it up. All right. You are a shareholder, so. Uh... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, more Netflix news. Uh, Obama, Barack Obama, former president of the United States, is in talks to provide shows for Netflix. Um, so this, I imagine there's plenty of people out there that are not happy about this that are like, <laughs> no, no, you can't do this. Or there's probably people that are like, oh, well, this is just like Fox News, but like for the like the liberal side, which I doubt it's going to be. It. Th- it sounds like he just wants to put out like inspirational stories, right? And that's like what these shows would be about. It's not going to be like him sitting at a desk pushing an agenda. Yeah, doing yeah. that. Um, this dude wants some time off from being the limelight. Yeah. Like he's letting the Republicans do all the messing yeah. up right now. And the, the part of it is uh, like there's a pretty high demand for Obama stuff because people, yeah, people really people want him back. Him. Um, yeah. and so. I mean, let him cash his cash some checks here. Let him make some money off of it. And people were mad because he did a speech at MIT, and it was like private, and they were like they weren't streaming it anywhere or releasing to the public. And people were like, "Oh, come on! Like we deserve to see that too." It's like, no. How about you get into MIT or pay for a ticket to go to this? Like, he deserves to or make become money the president. Stuff. Yeah, and yeah, just wild, wild stuff. Um, but that that's interesting. So it's, it's just crazy that we have four news pieces about TV and three out of four of them are Netflix and the only other one is live streaming Disney. Nothing we're talking about is traditional cable. Uh, love it. Yep. Just love it. Death of an era. Uh, yeah, so then our last TV news, last bit of news of the week, John Favreau is going to executive produce and write a live-action Star Wars series which will be on the new Disney streaming service that is supposed to debut next year. I love this. Yeah. I love Favreau. I love Favreau. And while I've lost track of how many Star Wars things are in the works at this point, I'm going to love it until it becomes fatigue. So at this point, I love Favreau as an actor, as a director, storyteller. Love it. Um, hopefully, he gets into some really deep stuff, stuff that the fans want from mm-hmm. the extended universe, maybe some video games. But as of right now, I love it. In Four years, three, two years even, I might be pretty tired of all this. What about you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't really care. I'm a little worried about the saturation, but the fact that it's TV and not, like, another freaking trilogy or something, yeah. I, I'm, like, more optimistic about it. Um, I mean, like, I don't really care for Star Wars all that much, but I, I'm kind of interested in this. I'm not going to go and, like, buy a Disney streaming subscription or something just so I can watch this and, like, Pixar movies, but... Um, See, the thing is, like, as a huge Star Wars fan, like, I will. Yeah. yeah. I want to see this ASAP. So it's a good financial move, a good business move for them. Yeah. Um, I had something else, but I forgot. All right. That is it for news this week. We got some trailers for you.
Borg vs. McEnroe is a new Shia LaBeouf movie coming out. He's Shia back. He's Where's back. He been? I have no idea. Um, getting his mind right or something. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, he is portraying John McEnroe, famous hothead tennis player. Uh, so basically, this is just about one of the biggest tennis robberies of all time, I guess. Um, looks like it's going to be about sort of much more about McEnroe trying to not be consistently portrayed as just like a dickhead in the yeah. sport and being a villain a huge, and huge. then Borg Borg like struggling with being like the number one guy and like the famous like popular tennis player I think it looks I, it looks decent I'm happy to see Shia back Shia, Shia doesn't really have the voice down I don't think yeah I don't think he's trying to do a bo- do a voice but um but yeah I mean I don't know much that, I don't know this story so I'm I'm I, I'm not a, I don't follow tennis. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I've literally ever played tennis. As I, I play a lot of sports, but I've never played tennis. Um, so this does interest me. Some chai's back. Yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm excited. Uh, that's about all, all that I can say about it. Next up, yeah. we got we got three kids movies. movies. Let's go. All like reboots of famous characters. The Grinch is coming out from Illumination Entertainment, who made Despicable Me and Minions. Yes, minions. Yep, Benedict. Everyone loves Benedict minions. Cumberbatch is oh, voicing really? the Grinch. Didn't even okay. realize that. I had to like read like the little description on YouTube. Um, it looks like a Grinch movie. It looks like an Illumination movie. It looks very kitty, and I don't quite get it because in this trailer, there's a moment he's like, "We're gonna go and do bad things today," and then he goes to like yeah. a store. And he, like, doesn't let this old lady get this jar of something. He grabs it and is like, oh, no, I don't want it. And then puts it back and then breaks it. Okay. Evil-spirited. That's the Grinch. But then he steals a jar of pickles out of someone else's cart, opens it up, tries to eat one, starts chewing it, doesn't like it, and then acts like he can't just spit it out on the ground like he isn't a terrible person doing other stuff. And he, like, very lightly just, like, Spits it back into the jar and then puts it into like someone else's thing. I was like, no! If you're the Grinch, you're spitting that you thing spit directly that on, on the ground, ground. And then you and throw the, yeah, the jar exactly. down. Exactly. He just broke the glass. Jar. Goes everywhere. Uh, I I don't know, man. I I did like Despicable Me. I cannot stand Minions. So Illumination Studios is pretty hit or miss. I I don't see a need for this movie except I, as a no. cash in. Yeah, yeah, not at all. It's a cash. And grab it wasn't and... even a tr- a trailer really, or even a teaser. It was more just like a short film. Yeah, like, yeah. Really, really short film. Oh. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to it at all. Um, yeah. Next up, Winnie the Pooh, famous character. Uh, Christopher Robin is going to be a movie starring Ewan McGregor as Christopher Robin. Ooh. This There wasn't much in this either other than it looks like Christopher Robin is getting overworked and having trouble connecting with his family. And he's sitting on a park bench and then all of a sudden he goes, oh, what are you going to do? He like puts his head in his hands and then you hear Winnie the Pooh's creepy ass voice. What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. And then walk oh, up. He looks, he looks weird. He's like he's like Paddington, but more animatronic looking and yeah. raggedy yeah. and like has dead eyes. Yeah, why, barely why, saw why, is him. It, why is it like a gray color palette to this movie? Like, shouldn't it be colorful? I don't know who <laughs> this is made for. It has to be for kids, but it, maybe it isn't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the big Winnie the Pooh thing is either, because there was a movie called Goodbye Christopher Robin that came out last yeah. year, starring Donald Gleason and Margot Robbie. And uh, Robbie was in that. I'm pretty sure, yeah. And that wasn't that wasn't very good. I don't think. Um, I don't. I have no idea like why this is a thing. It looks weird. 
It looks like it, like they put it in like the Harry Potter universe or something. Like that's the color scheme yeah. that's going on. I it, don't know. It's Pooh just looks off putting. Yeah. And he's just like his weird old man voice. I can't do it. Oh bother. <laughs> Uh, and then next up is Mary Poppins, star- Mary Poppins Returns, my bad, uh, starring Emily Blunt as the titular character. Looks like Lin-Manuel Miranda's in there as well. Yeah, um, doing all the music, I think. Yeah, there uh, there wasn't much to this other than they were trying to like corral in a kite, and then she's floating down on the kite. <laughs> I was like, that is just so stupid. All I could think about is two things. One, the line in Guardians of the Galaxy, which, two, if you haven't seen it yet, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> and two... Princess Leia, Mary Poppins, ing back into a ship, and I just laughed at this tease. No, I love Emily Blunt. Lin Manuel will do a good job with the music. This is this is probably gonna make bananas lots of money. Yeah, I think this is definitely the best out of those three, or looks the best yeah. out of those. Yes, three. Yes, I yeah. agree. <laughs> um, and then we got uh, House of Cards. The final season had like a twenty-second teaser come out. Kevin Spacey notably gone because he's a perv, you know. and uh, Robin Wright Penn, I think. Yeah, 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 I don't know if she says still is the pen. Robin right. Penn, yeah. Penn Wright. Robin, no, Robin Wright Penn. Yeah, Robin Wright. Um, yeah. And she uh, as uh, Claire Underwood is back. She's president, and she says, "I don't remember what she says. We're not finished I do. or something." No. So, first of all, did you watch last season? I did. It does end in a way where they could reasonably write him off pretty easily. Yeah. So that was good for the show <laughs> that that was in the direction it was going anyway. Yeah. But this is. She, it pans up to her, and she turns around, and she goes, we're just getting started. Oh, yeah. And then it goes, House of Cards, the final season. <laughs> I'm like, no, you're not. You're you're, you're ending. Uh, kind of a pointless teaser, but yeah. it's kind of I, sets the tone right away. Like, it's it's all about her now. Yeah, I think House of Cards has been trash since, like, season two. Agreed. It had, like, half yeah. a good season, like, whatever, two seasons ago, I think. And then, like, yeah. everything has just been terrible. I liked Joel Kinnaman's character. Yes. But they kind of... I, I gotta finish it out, though. Yeah. We'll, I'll watch it. Yeah. Can't look away from yeah. bad car crash. All right, so then our last trailer of the week is Lost in Space, which is going to be... Which is a reboot of the uh, Lost in Space TV series, right? From way back in the from day. From way like back, 50s, yeah, yeah. I think. Um, Danger World Robinson. Was a... that was the, that's what that came from, right? Yes. Yeah? That, yep. Okay. You got it. Um, and, yeah, this is going to be on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. What are, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on this? I didn't watch the trailer, so... Did you see the movie back in like the nineties? No. With um, Wait. who's the chick from Mean Girls? Um, Gretchen Wieners was in it, I think. Or am I thinking no, of no. Zathura? I think I might be. You might be thinking. I don't of know. Zathura, it was like yeah. two similar space movies. Yeah, but, no, I don't know. Uh, dude, this trailer has everything. It has little kid actors, which are going to make or break the show. It has really good CG, like CG good enough that it could be like an Abrams Star Trek movie. Mm. Um, really good music and. A story that looks pretty engrossing. I, I was blown away by the production values in this trailer, and uh, I immediately want to watch this. Interesting. I will have to watch the trailer. Oh, you didn't catch it? No, I did not. Very, very good. It's on my radar yeah. now. Yeah. What is the? What's like the vibe of it? Is it like straight sci-fi? Is it like drama? Is it like sort of like goofy at times? Or? It should. If it follows the original show and the remake and what I think the trailer is going for, it's going to be like family-friendly sci-fi. Okay. But this one doesn't look as family-friendly. Okay. There's, of course, kid okay. actors in it, teen actors, but it looks a little more serious in tone. So probably family-friendly sci-fi. It's okay. not going to be like altered carbon level of sci-fi. Yeah. Um, kind of like a Star Wars tone. Gotcha. All right. Nice. Yeah. Sounds like someone I could be interested in. Oh, yeah. That is it for trailers this week.
got a big talk, not a big talk, small talk. This will be a small talk uh, yeah. on the Oscars that happened last week. Uh, by now, you probably know what has ha- what happened, what won, but we'll just give our quick thoughts on sort of what went down during the night, which was pretty uneventful. Um, it was. It was very safe. Yeah, which it needed to be. I think. Yeah. Um, what were, uh, let me start off. Uh, they had their whole jet ski sort of joke going on throughout. Uh, what did you think of that? Did you not like it? Did you like it? Did you, were you indifferent? I, I was indifferent. I, it didn't really land, but it didn't also piss me off. Yeah, <laughs> like no. I, I thought it was like it was it was kind of like a weird. I didn't like it to start, and then I like got I liked it more and more as the more. Well, the guy who wanted riding it yeah, across the stage, yeah, that yeah. kind. Of I liked it by the end. When I when they first said, it, I was like, "Oh no, this is just such a dumb gimmick." And then like as people like kind of like integrated into their their speeches, I was like, okay, "Yeah, that was a little chuckle funny. every time." Yeah. Um, and it was kind of a subtle, not mean way to say like, "Don't ramble, mm-hmm. keep it tight, people." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which in the end, it just added ten seconds on to every speech <laughs> because everybody mentioned it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So the big winner of the night was Shape of Water. Won Best Picture, Best Director, uh, and then two other Oscars. It was the leader in Oscar wins. It had thirteen nominations, four thirteen. Okay, batting percentage. Um, and it didn't surprise anyone that it won nope. so much, right? People nope. kind of expected this. No, this was this was the this was the leader. This was the assumed yep. winner. Um, Best director was definitely going to be Guillermo del Toro. It won what it was supposed to win. Um, I personally did not think this movie was that great. I, it's a fine movie. It's all right. Like I don't. I didn't come out of it thinking like, oh wow, that's amazing. I came out of it like, all right, like that was a, it was a it was a movie that I watched. I'm not probably not going to watch it again. It feels like a movie that might be on like. FX or TNT on like a Saturday afternoon and I'd be like, all right, I need something to watch for a half hour. Okay. Shape of Water is better than Gone in 60 Seconds, <laughs> Austin. The mo- that What you just described is Gone in 60 Seconds. I, I really enjoyed it. I came out of it very like enamored with it, like the music. Um, the only thing that didn't hit with me is I didn't feel like their romance was that earned. Mm-hmm. It, she kind of just danced in front of him a couple times, gave him a couple eggs, and all of a sudden they're in love. And it goes places where you're like, oh my gosh, it's going there. Uh, but I really did love it. Yeah. Um, I saw this one theory that people were theorizing the reason that there wasn't that big of a buildup into their romance and they had like that initial sort of interest into each other mm-hmm. and intrigue is because that she was part fish person before. And that's why she can't talk what? is because like scientists removed her gills or something. And this wild okay. stuff it sounded like it kind of sounded like it made sense but it was like why would that be part of like that doesn't make any sense in the story like why no that and, and it also kind of contradicts what happens mm-hmm. at the very end and no i don't, I don't like yeah it. yeah it's a wild <laughs> thing um just people like this isn't a movie that you're supposed to theorize about it's just like a, like a ro- romance <laughs> and if you are you're supposed to theorize how he's really abe sapien from the hellboy <laughs> series that's the theory that makes sense to me um, That's for another pie. <laughs> uh, but in my mind, I thought Lady Bird, Get Out, Dunkirk, um, were all better. Three billboards. Yeah. I don't know. I've come back around on three billboards. I would like went down. I was high. Then went you're down, as flaky as a back. teenage girl on <laughs> this movie. I don't know. Um, but I just I didn't think it should have won. But it did. I'm fine with it. It's sort of a it was a normal pick. Um, this is one. The, this is the most excited I was all night. Jordan Peele won for best yes. original screenplay for Get Out. That's huge. First African American to win that award. Um, like this is like the first award that a horror movie has won in forever. Um, I think like Silence of the Silence of the, Silence of the Lambs was like the last notable mm. horror movie to win something. Like twenty years yeah. ago. And uh, 
so this is awesome uh, he deserves it. Each time that I watch that movie, I notice like more and more like intricate little things that might be more about him as a director than a writer. Um, but it's kind of yeah. crazy that some dude that was on Mad TV and was on a Comedy Central show won yep. Best Original Screenplay at the Oscars in his Love first it. movie, nonetheless. We need uh, does, is Key, what's what's Key's full name? Keegan Michael Key. Is he like feeling like oh? He's doing way better than me. Is he doing stuff? Is he yeah, he's, directing or anything? I don't think did he's... He, did he direct that, uh, that movie that I turned off that you loved about like actors trying to make it big? A couple of them got an SNL. Don't Think Twice? Yeah. Uh, he didn't direct that, no. Oh, okay. um, but he was in that. He, he, he doesn't do directing or writing, I don't think. He does a lot of acting. Um, yeah. He was in a Netflix show called Friends from College. Uh, oh, yeah. He, he's been in a couple movies and Don't Think Twice. He's been in a couple other movies. Um. I don't know if he's writing anything else. I think he's actually supposed to be in like one of Jordan Peele's upcoming projects. So, that makes sense. Um, so yeah, and uh, he was he he. I don't think there was any envy or anything. He was very excited from like. Oh, for sure. This is a huge so, win. Yeah. Huge win. I was hoping for either, you know, the females to be represented mm-hmm. in this this category or Jordan Peele. Mm-hmm. So beautiful. Yeah, love it. Um, and then that actually comes down to Lady Bird. Lady, War- yeah. Lady Bird was nominated four times, won zero awards. Um, not best original screenplay, not best director, not best picture, and lost out in both acting categories that it was in. It had like the best chance, I think. Like I don't even know what it had the best chance in, but it was my pick in my prediction post that I put up on glitchup.com. Uh not worthy to read it anymore, but uh, but it was my prediction, like sure sort of, it is, sort of sort of, sort of a out there prediction that Ladybird was going to win, um, just because like the weird preferential voting system that they have for Best Picture. Um, I thought it wasn't a very st- divisive movie. I thought it would pick up enough top. I still think the buzz around it and Greta Gerwig is is very very big mm-hmm. um, for the industry, and you know it's going to pave the way for for better chances like this next year and, and years to come. So. Definitely great that it that it happened. Would have liked to see it come away with something, but it's a shame. Yeah, um, and then Blade Runner, our favorite movie of last yes. year, uh, won the two awards that it was nominated for. Two categories that it was nominated for: uh, best cinematography. Roger Deakins finally won, fifteen yep. time nominated, and he's it's your boy. Been just making beautiful movies for the past thirty years, um, and then visual effects beating out. War, Star Wars. War of the Planet of the Apes. No, get out of here. War of the War for the Planet of the Apes. War of the Planet of the Apes. Uh, and Andy Serkis never getting any recognition for that performance. Which I don't really. I like. Yeah, that sucks for him. But Blade Runner, I needed it to win. Yeah, Blade Runner needed it. to win. Just that just sex a scene. Just incredible it. film. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. We were both just stoked that it came away with a couple Oscars. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, and then finally. The acting categories, yet again, something just from an un, like a very predictable, chalky night. Uh, all the favorites won. They won literally every important award. All four of them did, which is like the first time that ever happened. Uh, Frances McDormand won for Best Actress. Gary Oldman won for Best Actor. Sam Rockwell for Best Supporting Actor. And Allison Janney for Best Supporting Actress. I was pretty much fine with all that. I didn't really, I didn't watch Darkest Hour, and I feel like Gary Oldman deserved an Oscar. But I was worried that like maybe he was just getting it because like it was like sort of like your typical it was thing his like time he yeah it was his time he gained weight he did some outlandish things yeah. smoking cigars or, acting, yeah man. and stuff like that um, I saw a tweet it was like for twenty minutes there Kobe Bryant had more Oscars than Gary Oldman oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah that was one of my favorite things too was right after Kobe won that for his uh, his short deer basketball uh, people were like all right. 
Kobe's the goat. How many how many Oscars does Michael Jordan have? None. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so perfect. Kobe Bryant Oscar winner. All right. So that is it for the Oscar recap. We'll move into our two reviews now. Uh, we will start with Game Night, latest comedy uh, coming out here a couple weeks ago. This stars Jason Bateman, Rachel McAdams, uh, Lamorne Morris, who plays Winston on New Girl, uh, Kyle Chandler, Jesse Plemons, Meth Damon, uh, or Fat Damon, whichever one you prefer. A um, couple other people. Uh, this is about a group of friends that gets together for game nights all the time. Um, Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams are a couple. They bonded over just this weirdly insane, competitive, game-loving passion. Um, Reminds me a lot of myself <laughs> and my life. Um, and Sarah turns to me and just as as they're like showing his backstory and how competitive she is, she goes, "That's you." <laughs> um, so yeah, they host they host game nights all the time. Uh, Jesse Plemons is the the cop neighbor that doesn't get invited anymore because his wife left him and they liked his yeah. wife more than him. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then Kyle Chandler Darn. is Jason Bateman's older brother that is more successful than him, more attractive than him, all this stuff that comes into town, visits, um, and then sets up a game night where he set up this sort of murder or kidnapping mystery that they get to do that's interactive. And he sets it up. He's like, you, like, you won't expect like what's going to be happening. It might feel real, but it's not. Blah, 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 blah. And then uh, he actually gets kidnapped. And kind of like a hardcore crisis escape room that comes to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, so it's about that. Um, what are your uh, sort of overall thoughts on, on this movie? So, first of all, I looked up who directed it because I was blown away by some oh, of the shots yeah, in this yeah. movie, some of the takes. And uh, one of the directors wrote, like, Horrible Bosses, which I don't really like those movies. He also wrote Spider-Man Homecoming, which I really enjoyed. And then... It's directed, co-directed by the guy that never gets to talk in the movie Waiting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they, um, um... They're directing DC's Justice League's Flashpoint movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously a lot of faith in these guys and what they could do. I want to see more from them because... I was blown away by some of the takes, shots, and uh, cuts, edits in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely agree with that. I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't, like, I liked the original Horrible Bosses, which I think is the one that they contributed to, so I'm fine yeah. with that. They yeah. directed the Vacation remake, which is fine, but I would not really right. inspire much intrigue yeah. into them. Um, but I was really impressed with the technical aspects of this movie and sort of the, some of the decisions they made. Um, the camera work, specifically, yeah. they, do this, they do this thing where the camera doesn't... Um, like, if you're following a car, usually the camera stays in, like, one area, and even if the car is moving, it doesn't, like, follow directly behind it. It's sort of like a first-person driving mode or something, or a third-person yeah. driving mode in a video game. Uh, there you go. One one game-related thing. But in this movie, they do this thing where it sort of stays in that third-person view, and I thought that was just, like, a really cool thing. They did they do this sort of, like, game board-looking thing where they Yeah, there are some cuts where stuff. It, it's zooming in on a set and mm-hmm. it really just looks like a, a board and it looks like you're looking at a fake board set but then it zooms in and it re- resumes the action and yeah. I, was, I was like what? i've never seen anything I like know, this I like know. this should this movie should not be this <laughs> yeah you <beautiful>, like good <laughs> uh, my overall thoughts thoughts were i was blown away at how much fun i had during this i think the trailers did not do it justice um 
and yeah, I loved it. <laughs> yeah, uh, right there with you. I was I was a little bit higher after the trailers. I thought just like it was just a bad trailer, but I could see the potential in it. So, but yeah. I definitely was not expecting it to be this good. Um, it's like one of my favorite mainstream comedies that have come out in the past five years, probably. Yeah, like it's an it's I, an instant classic. Yeah, and I, I cannot wait to watch it exactly. Again. And I don't think it's going to diminish on rewatches. Um, no, I think it's I think it's really just like, it had a lot of heart. Mm-hmm. It, every single character was useful yep. except. I'll talk yeah, about that a soon. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, but I, like, just some standouts. I mean, Jason Bateman is always good. Like, are we only going to get mainstream comedies from Jason Bateman? Is that like the thing? Original mainstream comedies just going to be Jason Bateman from now. on? Awesome. He was fantastic. Um, his chemistry with Rachel McAdams was great. They they worked really well together. Um, without ever feeling like it was just sort of like this foe just only based on their competitiveness yeah um which i liked because it when it first started i was worried this like what it was going to be like and it, it developed into something more uh jesse plemons the mvp easily oh um, god he was outstanding jesse plemons was so so funny <laughs> outstanding <laughs> Um, he has just like some of the some jokes that he not even they're not even jokes just some lines that he has in this movie had me like just dying laughing more than I've laughed like, I can't anything. wait to talk I about know. them in about five minutes yeah um, <laughs> but yeah just I mean technical aspect it was just well rounded um, there's it, a cut there's a scene in this movie where it's it's a zero cut scene or maybe they cut with CG oh, but yeah there's one later in the movie where I, I turn to my wife I go they haven't cut in like three minutes mm-hmm. like, this is technically very impressive like what is this shot doing in here yeah yeah it's wild um i uh yeah i loved it what would your uh do you do you want to go through any specific likes just like save it for spoilers do we want to just um, i do have two okay. other didn't didn't like things in okay. non-spoiler um there are two characters in this movie that argued the entire time and for me it felt out of place and took me away from the main story in the group and i got kind of annoyed with it I was really searching hard to find stuff that I didn't really like about mm-hmm. this. That was just one thing that I could put my finger on. Yeah, I will say there's a character. Um, I I think this he might he might be one of the ones that you're talking about. Um, that I actually love in everything else that he's been in, and I hated him in this. Um, well, let me clarify it. Once this argument that these two characters have gets resolved, it jumps away from the main plot for like five minutes in like a backstory, and I was just like, "Get me back to the movie. This oh. is a weird side story." Okay. Uh, it just didn't work for me, and th- honestly, that's really without talking about spoilers. Yeah. Things that I could put my fingers on that I didn't like. Yeah, I couldn't really come up with much that I didn't like, other than some specific characters. Um, I, I think the entire thing was just really well done. Bl- there's black comedy or dark comedy, whatever you want to call it, in it that that works well. There's sort of just like it, it just it's just a perfect balance between sort of this this black comedy that might be a little bit less accessible to mainstream audiences and balancing it with that mainstream mindset and uh, and surprisingly good cinematography yeah. directing and action yep. like it has it all mm-hmm. like this movie's it's more than just uh you know a churned out comedy yeah. like vacation was or horrible bosses three will be mm-hmm. you know yeah uh so what is your grade for this movie i can't believe this so i'm gonna give it an a like i, I it was so good yeah. i was blown away yeah i what about you? i'm right there with you on it i think coming <laughs> out coming out i was like I yeah I was I was like I, I don't want to be too high I'm gonna give it an A minus and then like the more I think about it, I'm like oh, God yeah. it's just so good I, I just want to watch it again there were so many things that I didn't that I think I didn't catch mm-hmm. I was reading Reddit and some people were saying there are thematic things that are like certain scenes are shot in a way to pay homage to a board game yep. yeah um you guys at one point somebody grabs a knife and it's like that's a clue reference uh, zooming in on a cul de sac is another reference and 
it's just there's a lot of layers to it and it doesn't have any right to be as good as it is yep. so yeah definitely recommended by us at glitch up 100 percent. all right so that is it for the non-spoiler section spoiler section for game night starting now skip it skip ahead we'll have the time stamp in the description if you don't want to hear any spoilers about game night game night and keep in mind that after these spoilers we'll be talking about non-spoiler annihilation yep. if you want to hear our thoughts about annihilation yep all right so um where would you like to start? Okay, so what what characters didn't you like? We'll just jump off of that. I didn't like. Um, I think the guy was from New Girl. Yep. Okay. And the girl, I don't know what yeah, she's from. I've never seen her anything before. But it comes out that she apparently cheated on him, and every time they cut back to him, they go back into a mini argument. And I've been there. I've obsessed over a thing with a girlfriend or a wife that I couldn't let go of, and I had to know. Um, so I did relate to it, but every time they went back to the argument, I think it kind of took away from the main storyline, and especially when they went to the little mini story revealing who she slept with. Mm-hmm. While I did kind of find it funny, I was just like, get back to the the, the cast and the, the main yeah. plot. Yeah. What about um, you? I I didn't mind it that much. Um, I just I just like the the guy Lamorne Morris. I just think he's I just think he's really funny and just sort he's of funny. entertaining yeah. to watch. Um, the the. The woman didn't really add much for me. She it didn't feel like she was a really fleshed out character. Um, I I liked the one the one thing that I really liked about it was the fact that he did the Denzel voice when they were like when he was oh, on yeah, top of the boxes funny. and then it sort of tied back together and at the, the end. Um, the laugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't like that flashback scene, like you said, just because I couldn't understand if they were playing it like, oh, that is actually supposed to be Denzel. Um, we just like yeah. couldn't get Denzel to be in the movie, yeah. And then like they came out of it, and like so I missed. I didn't even laugh at that part because I was just like I trying to figure out what what is the relevance. Yeah, of this is like right is now? this is it actually him? Is it not him? I didn't. I think understand. it it would have been better if she just would have been like I slept with Danielle Denzel. Yeah, and then just showed him the picture, mm-hmm. and then that ain't Denzel, exactly. Denzel and that's yeah. it. Like why do we need the whole five minute flashback? Just kind of like an unrealized joke that they should not have put in there. Yeah. Um, the character that I really did not like was uh, I think his name is Billy Magnuson. Uh, yeah, I wrote he, that down. You didn't like him? I thought he was hilarious. No. Well, he was a little bit too dumb for reality. Yeah, I th- I thought he killed. He uh, yeah, he was in Ingrid Goes West. He was the brother in that, and uh, he's he, an American Crime Story. Yeah, he always kind of plays like like kind of dumb characters. I guess he uh, kind of plays uh-huh. like a dumb dude pretty well, like a dumb bro. And he kind of yeah. doing the same thing here. I just didn't quite understand how he fit into the group. I didn't understand just like I couldn't like, I just didn't find him funny and I usually always find him super funny, but he just felt so mean-spirited and so dumb that I just couldn't do it. Like he had to have something more to him that he yeah. is getting like all like these random hot girls to come and come to these stupid game nights with him or has like a decent job. Like he can't be that stupid that he's like acting like this so that kind of bothered me um the two scenes that i did love with him was at one point um they go into um who uh, fat damon what's the character's name is it greg ah man i can't remember his name let's say let's say it's greg they, <laughs> they go they're trying to go into his house and they're all standing in the door and they're like billy go and he goes i'm scared and that just cracked me up <laughs> the fact that he was just like no i'm scared and the money sliding across the table scene. Oh yeah, that the was two hilarious. times. The two or three times that he did it didn't really get me. But then when the camera angle shifted above <laughs> yeah. the table and you just see it coming from so far away, <laughs> I was like, oh my god. Yeah, that was that was pretty funny. Uh, I'll give him that. Yeah. Um, and my one final thing on him is the another thing I didn't like as far as spoilers is there wasn't really a resolution of those two characters. Yep. The Irish girl. They kind of hint that they might love each other, but 
Nothing else. Yeah. I was like, what what happened to those two? Yeah. Maybe they're saving it for game night too, which I hear is being thought of and in the works. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't yeah, I wasn't really a big fan of that uh that entire setup. I did like the woman because she just called mm. him on his bullshit and I liked yeah. that. Um but other than that I didn't really enjoy their stuff all that much. How about Greg or whatever his name is when they say, Oh, I see Three bags of Frito-Lays. <laughs> that is the best product placement of all time. That is the only was, product placement I ever want to see in my life. That was so was, good. Yeah, they were uh, having a three-for-one deal at the grocery store. How would that be profitable for Frito-Lay? <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then the, and in the end credits, I don't know if you stayed yeah. for the credits. Oh, I did. <laughs> and that was one of the things I want to talk about was how inventive those credits, oh, yeah. credits were. But the, in the credits when he has the letter from the Frito-Lay and it's like, <laughs> dear. He Mr. emailed the grocery <laughs> store. <laughs> To ask about the promotion. It's the funniest shit. So funny. <laughs> and the way he talks is just, he he has some, like, words that, like, no one would ever actually use in modern day. Just, like, yeah. so weird how he speaks. And his cadence when he speaks is always the same slow delivery. And it's just, God, it was just so perfect. You wouldn't be happening to have any game nights in the near future. Perhaps. <laughs> yeah, it's just the way he says, like, game nights. Yeah. Like, are you having a gathering tonight? Perhaps. A game night? <laughs> it's like all he thinks about. So and they, they go to his door. I must admit, I have thought about often the idea of hosting a game night with all of you. And then he slowly backs. Actually, are we supposed to follow? Yeah. Go. Oh I'm God, scared. Yeah, yeah that, that worked in the movie, too. That was like oh. one that they played up in the trailers, and I still laughed at it in the movie just because it was just him. So you good. get his whole idea. Um, with his dog, oh my god. The, the oh, scene yeah. in his house with Jason Bateman bleeding on his dog. The room in his house just dedicated to his ex-wife. <laughs> oh, it's so, so, so He's such like a creepy, weird character, but like, couldn't help but love him. Oh, yeah. Um, couple things on that note. Talking about the dog, apparently that dog is a Monopoly piece, so mm-hmm. a little Easter egg there. Stacking the boxes on the desk to escape the office. Uh, Could have been Jenga. Yeah. Um, Rachel McAdams removing the bullet from Jason Bateman's like, operation. Yeah. Playing with the Faberge egg is hot potato. Uh, trying to drop the box on the gunman, which was a hilarious scene, is uh, a mousetrap. Mouse trap, yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, there were just so many of those that could have been interpreted as, as board game Easter eggs, which mm-hmm. it's so deep. What is this movie doing? Ooh, this is just so great. So well thought out. Um, I, uh, the twists. I want to talk about the twists. Yep. I was one, not expect. I was not expecting Jesse Plemons to come back and like, have been like setting stuff up and then when it did happen i was like oh okay i can see that and i just assumed it was gonna end right there me too and then no he just gets just actually shot i was like oh yeah. my god that was so i will cool. say i will say i would have been fine with the movie ending there yeah. and it would have been great i didn't need the next extra 15 minutes of like crazy action still some funny stuff in there yeah. but i would it was like a two-hour movie wasn't it yeah, yeah. i would have been fine with the last 15 minutes being cut out um, yeah, I would have been fine with it, but I, I think it just kind of plays into just how good this movie is that they could pull off yeah. like, two quick twists like that in they the got same us. time frame. They got yeah. me good. It was really. That was uh, really I loved fun. Michael C. Hall Dexter showing up as the villain. Mm-hmm. Um, I really loved Rachel McAdams. I know this was in the trailer, but I still laughed in the uh, in the movie where she goes, "Yay!" when she defeated the guy and he goes into the airplane yeah. propeller. She goes, "Yay!" Oh no, he died. <laughs> yeah. So good. Um, Rachel McAdams when she's when they're holding up like the bar when they're following the uh, Kyle Chandler getting caught or uh, getting kidnapped and she oh, has the yeah. gun and she mm. thinks it's a fake gun and she's just waving around. She puts it in her mouth. 
Oh my god, I was dying oh, yeah. at that. The the entire audience, when she puts the gun in her mouth, just starts going... <gasps> like they were legit scared. <laughs> that, that part was hilarious. Um, that was like some of the best uh, scenes in the movie, was when they still thought it was a game. Yes. And yes. they were just still dicking around. And you could, you know that's not a game at that point. And they're yeah. just messing around. And the around. audience knew. So the audience was like, this is a real gun. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Um... What else? Uh, the bullet wound scene when she's trying to remove so the bullet. Oh my god! Yeah. And the fact that I did, I didn't even think about the bullet having already left his yeah. arm. God, be so he's, bad. He's got the squeaky dog yeah. toy in his mouth, yeah. and it, it's supposed to be like this really hurts, but you just hear like Wee! like him squeaking on the, on the toy. Uh-huh. Um, the only other, other other thing I had was the ending is is where I really realized, man, this movie it's got it's got it all. It's got a lot of heart, um, cute little baby ending scene, and then the credit scene, super inventive. Could have just rolled the credits, mm-hmm. but another five minutes of awesomeness. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, so yeah, then again, uh, what was your grade? My rating's an A. An A. I certainly didn't expect that from trailer one and two. Yep. I, game I, night. A. I also give it an A. This is a movie that I would love. Not that we have much pull, that I would love for all our listeners to go see in theaters so movies like this continue getting made. Because we don't see a lot of mainstream comedies. Honestly, we don't see that many just straight comedies like this coming out every year anymore, original comedies like this. Um, So I'd love to see more of that. And these are the kind of original movies that audiences should go support. I want to see another original movie like this and not Horrible Bosses 3. So please, go see this movie. (laughs) We're we're probably going to get Game Night 2, which is fine. But, yeah. All right, uh, so that is it for game night. We'll move into Annihilation now. Annihilation. This is an adaptation of a book in the Southern Reach trilogy by Jeff Vandermeer. Um, now, when I say that, apparently this is pretty different from the book. Um, mm-hmm. Alex Garland didn't even... I, he made it sound like he didn't even know that there were more books, and when he read it, he just wanted to make a screenplay dedicated solely to this book. So if you're a big-time lover of of these novels don't know what to tell you um anyway so this is about uh so natalie portman stars in this oscar isaac is her husband who goes on a who who's in the who's in the army um Mm -hmm. and uh he's gone a long time she doesn't know what happens comes back things are a little weird and then uh there's this this what would you even call it this weird glowing it's like a glowing aura around a certain part of louisiana yeah, i think yeah and it's just like a giant bubble mm-hmm. that just keeps expanding and everything inside of it weird stuff is happening yep and, and whatever goes in doesn't come out yep and so so natalie portman uh eventually goes in there with a team of three others jennifer jason lay who's sort of like the leader of the the government operation at the site of that that aura um gina rodriguez who is a Para, a, was a paramedic, I guess. Yeah. I think um, so. uh, Tessa Thompson, who plays a physicist, very, very quiet. I liked her character a lot. Just a little thing there. Um, and then I don't know who the other actress was, but um, she was a uh, she was she a military person. Let's call her a military yeah. person. And so, so these five women all go in there uh, to find out what is going on. It's yet another sort of group that they're sending in there, um, and weird things happen. First of all, let me just say, you just said it, five women. This movie is led and is all about women. Why is no one talking about a full, full female cast? Natalie Portman, a lot of great actresses. Like, Ghostbusters, that was, like, the biggest thing yep. about it. Like, everyone couldn't in, shut up about in it. In a sci-fi movie, nonetheless, I know. too. 
This is a big deal. Yeah, I, no one's talking about. Well, first of all, no one's seeing it yeah, either. That's a big problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it, it so non spoilers is probably going to be pretty short um, because it's yeah. really tough to talk about this movie um, without going in depth. And mm-hmm. uh, so I will say this is a very heady movie, very intellectual thinking movie. Um, when yeah. I came out of it. I was not ready to even talk about it. Um, we had we had planned on talking about it the night that I had seen the movie. Andy, you had already seen it a couple days before. And I was like, I don't know if I can really wrap my head. And you're like, I think I still need a couple days. You have to unpack this movie. Yep. There's a lot to think about here. And but, but with that said, I will say when I came out of it, I loved it. Um, oh, yeah. I didn't there even though I didn't maybe didn't quite understand everything that went on. Um, it's still a, a very entertaining movie. Um I, at the very least, I have a bottom line grasping of some of the yeah. themes, and that like boosts the movie a little bit. Um, I'm a big sci-fi fan, so I loved this a lot, um, and I loved that it's more. It, it's sort of a. It's not grounded in reality, but it's it. It feels like a more grounded sci-fi just because I think it's happening on Earth. Maybe for me, and um, and it's not. It doesn't ever turn into Independence yep. Day. You know, there's no massive action set piece. Mm-hmm. It is a intellectual, existential crisis mm-hmm. horror. Lovecraftian just awesomeness. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I I will say a major dislike for me was I didn't quite like all the characters. Um, mm-hmm. There were there were two that I hated, um, and then one of those actually turned into a, all right, she's all right. Um, about midway through, um, I... Uh, and, I think, and I think that's okay. Like, yeah. you're not supposed to like them all, yeah. but yeah, I get it. I, I will say, there was there was a moment in the movie where I was like, oh no, the, like, the, I don't like this character so much that it's going to ruin the movie for me. And then I was kind of like, okay, I just need to chill out a little bit. Um, and then it was fine from there. Uh, wh- what, what, what's, a, what's a dislike for you? Uh, dislike was the... I guess this doesn't really count, but the trailer was kind of misleading. I did think that they... It comes at night's it, and uh, they made it kind of look like an action movie. And this movie's pacing is super slow, and that's fine. Um, there's kind of a big set piece each act, mm-hmm. and then the final 20 minutes is just clutching Something my else. chest, yeah. trying to figure out what I'm watching. Um, but yeah, the trailer was misleading, and I there's there's some flashbacks in this movie and flash forwards. Yeah. Which kind of ruined some of the tension of the movie, yep. and I kind of felt like maybe that was a post ad, like a reshoot, where after audiences couldn't understand things, they had to shoot this because it just felt very disconnected. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, and we'll we can go into that in spoilers a little bit more. Um, uh, I will say, visually amazing. Um, it oh, looked beautiful, God, beautiful, gorgeous, especially for a smaller budget. Um, I don't know. It might have been like a fifty million dollar movie, which is still pretty small, crazy enough mm-hmm. to think. Um, but it looked amazing. Uh, the CGI was perfect. Um, the practical effects they used were great. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, I just like I just wanted like printed on my eyeballs. And it, it what what made it even better, I think, is the fact that it, it looks so beautiful, but at the same time, it is kind of terrifying. Um, it, yeah, and I it, that's like, like a great balance, and I think that's sort of just like the 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 main idea of this movie is that like everything is so beautiful, but it's also terrifying at the same time. It's kind of like a weird balance push and pull of those two ideas. It, it, it was terrifyingly beautiful. Yep. It's like, if you've ever heard Bonnie Vare's albums, they're very soft and, but like also haunting. Yeah. Yeah. It's like my buddy wants to find it as hauntingly beautiful. Like you, he's probably singing about like his wife dying or something, but it's still so pretty. Yeah. This movie was 
scarily shot, but also just mm-hmm. beautiful. Like what you're looking at is horrific, but beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and it paired with the score oh. so well. The last half hour of the movie, when stuff starts really going down, there's this theme that comes in that was used in the trailer where it's, it's an alien-like sounding horn where it's like, mm-hmm. and it was just like, what am I watching? Yep. It was so good. The uh, Yeah, like the last 20 minutes of this movie have just, your, like the sound goes just exponentially louder in the theater. Yeah. And it's just like, I it's like an overwhelming for your like your visual and auditory senses, but it feels amazing, and you're just like I would this not is want incredible. to be on shrooms or LSD. Or <laughs> no, not at all. Um, yeah, uh, and then I guess just like my last thing would be uh, for non spoilers is that this has two of like the most terrifying scenes I've seen in a long time, and one of them is one that I don't even think a lot of people would consider terrifying. Just for me, for some reason, it got to me, and I was like, yeah. holy shit, that is the scariest thing. I've like ever watched. I know exactly what you're talking about. This is a horror movie. Yeah. And it was not really penned that way. And it is the, one of the best horror movies I've seen in years. Mm -hmm. And I did not expect that going in. So I think that helped. Um, The only other thing that I could say is like, this is a completely original. It's not a sequel. It's not a reboot. It's unlike anything I've ever seen before. And it's performing like dog shit at the box office. So that sucks, but that's what I loved about it. Yeah. Um, what would you grade this? Before, one more thing I really liked, and I think this is in the trailer. It's not super big of a spoiler, but there are animals and creatures in this movie that are being affected by this force, this aura, this creature, this alien, and they were so, so cool. Loved, yeah, loved, were. loved those. Yeah, they were. Big, big creature in horror fans. Loved it. Um, we're going into ratings? Yep. Before spoilers? Yep. A. Same here. So we got two A movies. Dude, it's just lining up. Either we're really, and I don't think this is the case, either we're really light on movies and we throw out A's left and right, or we just got lucky with two great I films. I think we got lucky. These are two Same. two original movies, for the most part original. I know this is based on a novel, but that's, like, whatever. Um, but these are two very original movies that deserve to be seen, and these are the kind of movies that, like, if you're complaining about not having original ideas and then you see a movie like this and you're like, well, I don't think I'd be interested in that. You're part of the problem. So, um, don't see Transformers six. Yep. Go see this movie, support it, buy it on DVD, Blu-ray, whatever. It's coming out internationally on Netflix in a couple weeks. So if you go to China, fly to China and see it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, all right. So that is an A from Andy, A from me. We'll move into spoilers for annihilation right now. Stop listening. If you don't want to hear any spoilers, um, Continue listening if you'd like to hear a little bit more in-depth thoughts. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, the characters that I didn't like, I did not yeah. – and I think I might just not like Jennifer Jason Leigh as an actress all that much. <laughs> I don't love her either. Um, and so, when when she first showed up, I really did not like her. Um, I couldn't really get the vibe on her. I wasn't sure if they were just going to make her just like this cold leader bitch kind of thing um but she develops into more than that and i think as the movie went on i i definitely liked i turned into liking her character and you find out why yep. she's such a cold-hearted bitch yeah. yeah um and the cancer we the, can say it the yeah cancer. yeah um and uh and then number two this is god uh gina rodriguez's character the paramedic yep. i yep. hated her so much i felt like her weird turn didn't mm-hmm. wasn't really earned um i didn't feel like and i just i didn't like the way that she played it like i just man i just didn't like that character at all 
That's my, like, I really only have one didn't like too, too big into spoilers, which is team member on the team goes crazy all of mm-hmm. a sudden, which I understand they're in the shimmer and probably mess with her mind a little bit, but it just felt like so cliche that one of them goes crazy, somehow ties all three of these women up. How did that happen? Exactly. And we have this scene. However, it leads to obviously my favorite part of the movie, probably yours as well, or second favorite part. Um, Second favorite part. You want to hit that now or wait? No, let's do it right now. Um, I will say one more thing about her. Yeah, I didn't like it. It was just like it, all of, it was an all of a sudden change. They didn't really mm-hmm. lead up into her like having like these weirder thoughts and stuff. They, yeah. It was more so like a couple other characters that were a little more freaked out. Like Tessa Thompson's character was the one that was more freaked out and she was calm yeah. the entire time. Granted, that was just sort of how her character is, but I just didn't like the, the sudden shift um, and I didn't think it was really fair. Um but uh, but yeah, so that scene. Yeah. So she ties him up, and then we get this this mutant bear that has the man bear pig. Yeah, man bear pig. That it takes the screaming of the the member that it just killed earlier in the movie, and when it opens his mouth, you just hear this woman scream, and it's just like it's it's like a distant scream, but it's like right yeah. there and present, and it like it just cuts into the silence. This was the most horrific and scariest scene in a movie that I've seen. I can't even remember the last time that was. I was like, oh my god. Like, this was my favorite part of the movie, bar none. It was a terrifying scream, a terrifying-looking monster, monster. Well done uh, animation, an- animatronics. Mm-hmm. Not super CG, well shot, horrific. Just, yeah. Just terrifying. God, and when you when you hear that scream, you know yeah, that like it's, it's not her. You know it's going to be something bad. And that, but I did not expect it to be. And uh, oh man, and what they did like it like rips off her like the bottom of her mouth yeah, or like her jaw yeah. and that is so just gross but it's so intense and it's just like oh my god. That was like I didn't I was like uh, what how are they going to get out of this? Like what what are yeah. they going to do? Um the one thing that in the very back of my mind I wanted to just kick it out of my mind, but have you ever seen the YouTube video of a goat yelling like a man? Yeah. It it reminded me kind of of that of this just just the YouTube videos is goat just tied to a post that's like, ah, ah, ah. God damn it! Now you've ru- now you've ruined and it. I know. I was like, get out! This is scary. I want to enjoy this. I don't want to think about this stupid YouTube video. It's reminding me of this, uh, but it did kind of remind me of that, which ruined like one percent of the scariness of this of this scene. Oh man, um, yeah, that scene was intense. Um, I, uh, but that that wasn't the scariest scene for me, which is weird. Oh, I know. Yeah. Um, before we get to that, did you catch the the bruise on her arm turning into a tattoo? Yeah, I that, caught the tattoo like, thing pretty like right away when they first showed it in the like, yeah. in the interrogation scene, and obviously like yeah. they meant to show it right then. Right. And I was really confused by that, and then like and then you sort of learn that it's reflecting DNA and stuff, yep. and so then I understood it, but I I didn't quite understand when she like I I don't know it was it was weird to me I didn't like quite get that because I think someone else ended up with it too, didn't they? I think so. I mean. DNA and cells are bouncing around the shimmer, so it's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then we've got, uh, I love the art direction, the, the flower people, like Ooh, flowers. The, the flower people, that is like another thing that is just like a haunting thing. Yeah, is, the it, flowers, it, like, are they seeing the genetic makeup of people and trying to emulate that? Well, that's the that's, thing. That's what, that's, what they, that's what they posit as their theory. But yeah. then, I, but then um, Tessa Thompson turns into that she yeah so she I, just it makes decides, me, it makes i don't me, want to fight yeah. i want to 
just let this whatever this is happen. It makes me think that they were wrong. That and like those were people, those were people that had turned into mm. this, and that makes it even that's even more yeah, horrific. Jesus. Right? I didn't even think about that until just like right now, and like in the movie, I was like, "Oh man, that stinks." And then I just like it was like, "Well, if she just kind of like let it happen, that's probably what happened to these other people." And that's just like what happened to them. Um, the uh, in the pool when they first find like their one uh, like base that they want to stay at. Um, yep. So they watched that video of Oscar Isaac and the crew that was in there before. Um, that is terror. That was horrifying, and I was like gross like did this big like nasty worm go inside him like what is going on and that was just like i was just like oh no ouch um and then they go to him the actual dude they got cut up in like the pool area or whatever that was and wow that is like again it's just like this hauntingly beautiful thing. terrifyingly it's, like, it's like, beautiful like, it's like a gorgeous looking thing but it is disgusting but and repulsive. it's a human carcass that has been turned into this disgusting piece God, of art no yeah and it was just off-putting but i couldn't look away it was just unlike anything i've ever seen yeah oh man. yeah um, let's move on to the alien scene at the end yeah. the last yeah. third of the movie when you kind of finally figure out what is mm-hmm. happening yeah um, or do you yeah I, honestly i don't even know if i still like if i understood what was going on um but this has so she goes down she goes to the lighthouse finds the lighthouse there's like the weird just skeletons of people um which what was that? Who were those people? Were those? I don't know. I, I just don't know. Yeah. Um, Part of I haven't read this anywhere, but I was thinking they were like giant stalactites things, just like tall water ice things. And I was thinking, is that DNA? No, that would make sense. I was thinking maybe they were trying to emulate the lighthouse, but the lighthouse doesn't have DNA. Yeah. I wasn't sure what those were leading up to that, or what the graveyard was leading up to that. Yeah. The statues of human bones. Yeah, I didn't get that. Um, Still don't. But anyway, that. so she so she goes in and uh, there's like the blown up um, person or whatever or skeleton yeah. or whatever. Um, or I don't even think there's a skeleton there anymore. I think it's just like just black. Um, and then yeah, there's like the video camera set up, and I was like, oh god. And and it's Oscar <laughs> Isaac watch with a southern accent. All of a sudden, he hasn't had a southern accent up to that point. Um, mm-hmm. Southern accent all of a sudden. I'm going to come back to that. Let me remind me about the Southern accent. Um, yep. And so he's like talking to someone off camera and then is going to blow himself up with a phosphorus grenade, blows himself up. And then Oscar Isaac comes again, again. <laughs> out from behind the camera and is just like standing there, like with his slicked back hair. The other Oscar Isaac didn't really have slicked back hair. Um, little, little difference there. Um, that was, that was an intense scene. And that's sort of when you start to realize there's uh a little bit more going on. Right in that moment, I was a little confused. I thought that, um, and I was still kind of confused throughout. I thought that maybe that was another one of the crew members, and mm-hmm. like that the DNA transfer was just so intense that like the other crew member became him. Yeah, totally. I think that is part of the theme here. Is it's not just mutating things; it's copying things. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that kind of brings me to what I really liked about this alien was that. You find out pretty soon that it doesn't really... Does it have a purpose? Is it there to destroy? Is it there to befriend? Yep. Or is it just a thing that is doing what that thing need feels it exactly. needs to yeah. do in its evolutionary current state? Like, 
it's it's reminiscent of Arrival in that sense, where these yeah. like the aliens in Arrival were just trying to help. The alien right. here isn't trying to help, but it's not trying to do bad. It's just kind of there, and it's it's, just it's living how doing. it's living. Like it, it's right. not trying to do anything in particular. It's just trying to stay alive without trying is to it, hurt is anyone. Is it just trying to learn? Yeah. Like yeah. So go go <clears throat> forward into this dark cavern and what happens next um actually first so uh, i do want to say uh how come natalie portman didn't realize right off the bat when oscar isaac shows up in the beginning back to their house that it wasn't him because he doesn't have a, a southern accent in that one and he, he apparently had a southern accent originally i think uh your husband dies or boyfriend dies and they show up or you think they're dead and they show up in your, in your door yeah. you're gonna not question <laughs> yeah. too much about it Fair enough. um if, if my wife's gone for a year or six months and she shows up like that's my wife like i am so pumped she is back all good. I'm not going to question a little bit of accent or yep. a birthmark gone. Right. I mean, in her mind, probably she's not thinking yeah, yeah. aliens yeah. just yet or yeah. clones. All right, fair enough. All right, so then back to the lighthouse. So she looks at that video, and there's, like, this little hole, cavern that she can go into, and it's this – I don't even know what you would call this dungeon-looking – It like, was very H.R. Geiger yeah. and Xenomorph and alien art style. Yep. And so she goes down there, and Jennifer Jason Leigh is sitting there, and – um is spewing some weird shit and uh yeah and then what how do you even describe what happens this was the most scary scene to me really yeah not the next one when 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 are you talking about when she looks into the void basically yeah or when when, the thing starts when she looks into the void when like when this thing starts forming out of jennifer jason lays when when she did whatever disintegrates and then becomes into this thing this like weird morphing orb but not an orb like this metallic shiny looking thing and when she's looking into it it was just so scary to me because it was like i don't know what to expect in that moment like what is gonna happen coming from this what even is this thing and that was just like i was just sitting there it was like the scared the most scared i'd been in that movie i didn't know what was it's going like on. she was looking into a void that like looking into her own destruction mm-hmm. or her creation or yep. her destruction and creation at the same time just looking into something that like the human mind cannot comprehend mm-hmm. was just scary yeah. and just off-putting. Yeah. It just made me feel weird. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that, God, that is such a good way to put it too. Yeah, it's it's looking at something that you can't comprehend. Mm-hmm. And the way that they captured that on a film that my eyes could see and feel like yeah. just well done. Yeah, well done. That's crazy. Um and so then it turns into to an alien thing. I th- I think it starts to just take the form of her human like yeah. okay, yeah. stature reflecting, yeah. And starts to mimic her. Yep. And I thought this would have been your choice for scariest. If you have an alien that is trying to figure out what you are and like how to live in this current environment, it's doing so and it's mimicking her and it starts to do exactly what she's doing. So in in essence, she can't get away from this thing. Mm -hmm. And at one point it pins her against the wall and is crushing her. And the more she tries to get away, the more it pushes. That, to me, was, like, claustrophobic, scary, yeah. terrifying stuff. I thought that was going to be your pick. Yeah. Um, no. That's not, that. Honestly, just, like, the last half, whatever, 20 minutes was just terrifying. Um, Mind. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that's just another thing of this This alien is, like, it's... It, I think it plays into the theme, to, or one of the themes is, like, the self-destruction idea mm-hmm. is, like, she almost dies because she is trying to, like ruin herself or like a copy of herself and she's not realizing that like these actions that she's taking is what is causing damage to her yeah um and it's just kind of, it was an interesting way to i guess kind of put like that mirror look on the way and make that into like reflecting of the theme um 
I didn't quite understand how it worked out where she handed the grenade and then it was fine holding the grenade while she ran away. I read a little bit about that and it thinks the theory is at that point it had kind of like it, it finished oh, okay. the yeah. kind of cloning or merging process. You know, it yeah. had emulated enough that it had a framework to go off mm-hmm. of to be her, or be a copy of her, emulate her. So she was able to get away. And back to the self-destruction thing, like that is a thing that I took away from it too and a common theory. Everybody who went in there, they made a point to say are broken people yeah. and are self-destructing, whether it's self-inflicted by cutting, I think Tessa Thompson was the cutter, yeah. or whether it was cells in their own body, like cancer eating away at their own body. Definitely a theme of the movie. Yeah. Um, and then she ends up, and then everything burns down, and then does the, the shimmer comes More down, self-destruction. Right? Yep. More self-destruction. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then uh, it's back to her, which has been interspliced throughout the movie, getting interrogated um, by whatever, some scientist. And then meeting up with the Oscar Isaac replicant, I guess, um, mm-hmm. again, and he's all of a sudden fine. And, like, I, and she's like, are, like, you're not him right or whatever and he says yeah i think and then does she and then he asks her and does she even say anything or does she say i don't know i don't remember but real just rewinding just a little bit when she takes a sip of water out of her cup right before that scene i think my eye was on it because i was wondering if i was going to see blood and i didn't but i did see and i don't know if you caught this there was the water kind of going down the glass and then the water going down the glass literally split up like a cell would split up oh really yeah, no, no, no. Um, I read that uh, it also makes uh, like the infinity symbol, like the tattoo that she yeah. had as well. Yeah, it does. Yeah, but then it splits. Okay. Um, it, it it almost like they. I think they showed cells in a microscope. Yeah. Was looking through before the movie yep. do that exact thing. Yeah. So to me, that's just emphasizing the fact that neither of them are themselves anymore. See, I thought she was still herself. She just carried whatever it is out of there. That could be the case. I mean, there's interpretations of it, yeah. but I think both of their eyes did both the same thing. Both their eyes thing. did the same weird thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. God, it's just, like, so tough to understand. <laughs> I don't, like, quite know. I think we could do an entire hour-long dissection of the movie once we see it again, but this is just going off my recollection three weeks ago, your recollection yeah. two weeks ago, yeah. and just so many ways it could go, so many layers, so many things it's trying to say. Fantastic film. Yeah, it is uh, It is outstanding. Um, highly recommended Hopefully, maybe you're in an international territory soon, and you can watch it on Netflix. Or go yep. support it in the theater. Hopefully, it's still in the theater. Yeah, um, absolutely. All right, so again, Annihilation. That was an A for Andy, an A for me. Game Night, an A for Andy, an A for me. Ooh, baby. Awesome stuff. Um, and that is it for what we're talking about this week. Thank you for listening. Remember to like, subscribe, comment, share. Check out glitchup.com. Uh, you can support us on there, glitchup.com slash support, glitchup.com slash feedback if you want to give us some feedback. Um, we'll be back next week with Tomb Raider. Ooh, this getting some early okay buzz, yeah, I yeah, think. Yeah. Like, it's not horrible, which <laughs> yeah, is good. Which is surprising. I will say that. Yeah. Um, so we'll be back with Tomb Raider next week. Be sure to listen. Remember to subscribe so it comes straight to you. 